D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously on Dark Was the Night. I went for a 4 a.m. run. A breakfast of eggs. Crane divined the location of the manuscript, but I don't believe a thing of his strange pretending. After we passed through Hornsey, we noticed the roads were muddy and Mickey did something to help the wheel get out of the mud. We went to Stanford Hill and split up to investigate. Some went to the tavern, the farmer's daughter, and others to the bakery, the rising rye. As I investigated the tavern, I convinced the proprietor to allow me to use some of the keys to talk to the people who stayed there. There were some people who were upset, but... In room 17, we found an explosion waiting for us. Mostly me. Hurt me rather badly. Knocked out butterfingers, but uh, the blonde curly-haired woman began to attack us. She put the manuscript on her person and wanted to leave, and I told her she couldn't. Once my other companions joined us, we engaged in a merry fight. When she slipped through my fingers almost magically... I realized I must never let her slip through my fingers again. So I leapt through the window after her, chased her to the cart, and asked her out to dinner. And she accepted. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Dark Was the Night. Not dynamic inquirers, but this odd medley of assorted investigators and ex-criminals and hidden society enforcers, you find yourself at a bit of a, not a crossroads, but an, certainly an odd detour of sorts. Jules, as you are still on the second floor of the uh, farmer's daughter, uh, propping up uh, Dr. Mickey Johansson and force-feeding him the antidote that uh, Anne had thrown to you, you immediately see his uh, paling complexion start to get some of its flush back. And while his breath has evened out, taking on a nor, more normal pace, uh, he does, for all intents and purposes, appear dead to the world. Okay. Um, checking the pulse one more time quickly. Oh, it's, it's quite there. And as you kind of ease his head down, you immediately turn your head back towards the rapidly deteriorating darkness that Anne had somehow called forth. It's as if her concentration is elsewhere. <laughs> um, and uh, in its wake, you see the window that you had sneakily emerged through earlier in that hallway uh, now has an exact Armstrong-shaped hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the glass not even present. And uh, the shape of this helmet has actually punctured right through the upper sill <laughs> going through the wood paneling itself. Uh-huh. Um, 
you do some quick calculations in your head and you go, we're at least 20 feet up. Like, <laughs> I hope he's all right. I mean, I'm probably I'm going to run over there and yeah. take a look out. Exactly. Uh, see if he's dead at the bottom of the... <laughs> it's good. Uh, as you zip by um, Butterfingers, who also is now bandaged, uh, he appears stable but also unconscious. As you get to the edge of the uh, bursted frame, um, go ahead and give me a quick either investigation or perception roll. So wait, now, just reminding, did you secure with Anne that we could read the book and then give it to her? Yeah. Okay. I think I talked, told her that after she jumped? Or I don't remember. It was when you literally got in the carriage with her. Okay. Yes, I got in the cool. carriage and I said, this I'm sorry, what am I rolling? Perception or investigation. Let's see where I am. I'm pretty sure my perception is better, but hold on. Eh. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure... Shoot. I'm suddenly remembering that I have Mechie. A lot of tabs. Well, I have a lot of tabs, but I also have Mechie pulled up. Well, I luckily you have there, there your character sheets all called up as well, so... Well, because my, you know, my iPad is charging over there, so I my characters. I think I have plus... Four or five on Jules perception. Walker, you have a plus five for perception and a minus one for investigation. Yeah, so I'm going to be perceiving. That's an 11. Sounds good. Uh, with an 11, uh, what you do take immediate note of is that there's no uh, dead Armstrong <laughs> or unconscious Armstrong on the ground. Instead, there are two imprints <laughs> of a man who clearly wears a size 16 shoe of something <laughs> along those lines that are... There are two new divots in the ground. He clearly did not do a superhero landing. He just came straight down. Well, that's good, because superhero landings are actually are terrible. terrible. For your knees, yes. Um, that's the first thing you notice. As you follow the enormous strides of these footprints uh, leading out <laughs> of the alley, you see, um, face down on the ground, and starting to push himself up and dusting off his jacket, Josiah Crane, who has clearly been uh, defenestrated from the carriage. <laughs> I thought you could only get defenestrated out of the building. There's a window of the carriage. There's a window of the carriage. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The DM has word choices for a reason. With the sometimes, charcuterie sometimes on the right. wall. With sometimes the charcuterie they're right. on the wall, yep. Yeah, see, I, I, I cut, cut you off there. Mm -hmm. Um... The final thing you notice is that the carriage had seemingly started to pull away from the building, and you take note of the hooded figure of Anne sitting with the reins in her hand. As you feel your gut tense, the fact that she's getting away yet again, you see that she has stopped, and she appears to be looking slightly behind her. As the carriage comes to a rolling stop further in the alleyway, you see the, what are you, seven foot two? He's something like ridiculous like that? I mean, I'm only 6'11". I'm only 6'11". Only, oh, only 6'11", of course. The six foot 11 frame, uh, the 30 stone, not, not 30 stone. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy. Big boy. Um, the immensely muscular frame of Major Armstrong appearing to have a very earnest conversation with Anne. She has stopped the carriage. Um, my first instinct is to yell something down like, 
don't let her get away, but I see that he's not, and this seems to be going quite well for him, so I'm going to back away out, out of the window <laughs> thing, um, and then I'm going to probably uh, struggle slightly to try to get Butterfingers down and out and Sounds approach good. the carriage with As you are going slowly and cautiously, I won't have you do any kind of roll. We don't want to accidentally drop this boy down the stairs. That would be... That is... That would be very true. sad for all of us. Major. I'm trying to put three and six together. Upstairs Nine. is Butterfingers and... Nikki. Who's who's down in the carriage? Josiah, Josiah Crane. Well, he's in the dirt. Which one is he? He's the one that the... Josiah um, Crane is not a combatant. He is the one who is able to define, divine the location of the manuscript. Which means he's, so he's no longer needed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Mickey was what? Joe. I know, but I'm just trying to remember Josiah Crane. Jo- Josiah, Josiah Crane could... Div- he had this weird Was ability. He just a weird dude that we found to help find yeah, the Yeah, and he's a clean he freak. Okay, cool. I was like, I know this name, I just don't remember why. He okay. also, like, the Headless Horseman wants him. Yes. The okay. great-grandson of Ichabod. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep, okay. Um, cool. He's a relative of the stork. Cool. And... And he, oh, he was the guy with the gloves, right? He's the, he's a really wimpy dude who was in the, in the restaurant. Okay, yes. now I'm back. Sorry. No, not a problem. It's, it's been a while. It's been, been a while. 23 years. <laughs> 83. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna get more. It, 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 it'll, it'll, it'll I didn't want to go too far. I'll get there. Um, but you did the quote and I know. the face and I the know. voice <laughs> and the three. Yeah. You just got the 20 as a, anyway, sorry. Once. Once she sort of calmed and <laughs> agreed to go out with you and parked my carriage, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna kind of um I'll I'll take the the reins and bring my carriage back to where it needs to go, and then I'm going to you know gentlemanly step from the carriage and extend a hand oh up my to gosh. my lady. Oh okay. my gosh! Um, she is the worst. No, she's not. She's oh. my heart's desire. <laughs> She has this like wry expression on her face that's it's <laughs> she's in a slight form of disbelief, but she's also willing to see where this goes. So she daintily offers her hand, and as you make contact with it, even though you're only touching her fingertips, muscle respects muscle. She's got fingertip oh, yeah, muscles. Baby. That could grip the side of a building, much like our friend Jules. She's Walker got fingertip here. muscles for days. Um, for days, just, son. I'm going to swell. Oh. oh my gosh! If you want to take it that way, go for it. Not <laughs> what I was thinking about. But he's, but he's going to. Mm. <laughs> this is mine. He's thinking, fine woman. That's <laughs> it. She may be able to survive. Um, <laughs> she can survive. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> okay. oh no! I can't, even, I can't even right now. Viewers, I'm so or viewers, worse. listeners, I'm so sorry. It got worse. I'm trying to keep him pure. Horses are hung dirty. like Armstrong. <laughs> no, Armstrong's hung like a horse. Horses are hung like Armstrong. Okay. Um. Um. Jules. <laughs> yeah. Uh. As you are half, not dragging, you're just kind of doing like a little waddle stance because Butterfingers, though younger than you by, I think, uh, eight years, um, is just about your weight, if not 
a bit more mm -hmm. because he's just very, very, very stocky for his age. Um, as you approach the carriage, uh, normally the very attentive, very muscular Armstrong is not registering your presence at all. Instead, he just seems to be breathing deeply as he helps uh, Miss Pearson, or <laughs> uh, Miss Lefiers, uh, out of the out of the carriage. Um, you did have a very brief interaction with the innkeeper, which basically consisted of him pulling his head up from behind the counter, going, What? What? What was that? Uh... One of your tenants uh, booby-trapped the door. <gasps> Just get out, please. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, Josiah is finally standing up to full height. He's just glaring daggers at Anne. And as you enter, he goes, That woman, that tart, threw me out of the carriage. Punch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, roll for attack. That's a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, oh my gosh. Armstrong, question. So I'm just standing there holding butterfingers. <laughs> 10. Are you doing non-lethal damage? I mean, I don't want to kill him. Okay, now I but will I will take that as... 10, 10 points of damage. Uh, this is a very comedic, like, Jules just like, huh. Like, turn of the head. Uh, <laughs> Watch Josiah land in the dirt. That's hard. <laughs> Uh, he goes flying about four feet uh, to immediately <laughs> left of where you had just exited, uh, and he is unconscious. Um, Major? I'll say, you'll think twice before insulting my love. I'm gonna what? lift him up and bring him back to the cart. What? Did he act like this with you at first? Or oh. am I just special? Oh, we're just on chatting terms now. What? Oh, right. Yes, I of course. I don't think I know her name. <laughs> you don't. Okay, cool. Perfect. I just want to make sure. Um, she turns to you, and then, <laughs> as you say, what well, we are talking terms now, she goes, Oh, um, your friend here has convinced me to at least lend you the book for a short period of time, provided that it does return to my custody, and in return... He's taking me out to dinner. So Jules is going to blink. And then huge, huge smile on her face. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you just, would you just run that by me one more time? I'm taking her to dinner. What? <laughs> <laughs> so Jules, perhaps you would best you introduce us. I haven't yet had the chance to tell... No, of course. Uh, <clears throat> introductions have not been properly made. Would you mind? So Jules is standing between these two, looking Holding. back and forth, holding Butterfingers. <laughs> As Armstrong just... <laughs> <laughs> with Josiah. Um. Okay. Uh, um. Major Armstrong. This is... Anne? Is that what you're going by now? I mean, Anne was my nickname before when I was at a finishing school, so it seems fitting that as, as how you best know me, it's no need to, you know, draw it out, as it were. This is Anne. 
You should probably should call him Miss Lipius. Lipius. Helmet in in hand, right there. He's going to say, Miss Lipius. It is my great, deep pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, I imagine we will have much to talk about, Major, over dinner. Indeed. Did you give your friend the antidote? If not, it may be too late. Yeah, no, he, he got it. Um, oh, Major, course. your apprentice. Yes. Fear not, he has quite the rugged constitution as well. Oh! Um, at <laughs> your passive insight is more than a ten, I want to say. Let me check. Passive insight... Is 11. Yep. Yep. Um, as you are handing Butterfingers off to Armstrong, you do see Anne. She tries to keep her face placid, but there is uh, concern and a, a shade of relief and a hint of guilt in her eyes as Butterfingers is handed off to uh, Armstrong. And she goes, um, just, uh, if he has any sort of head wound, it, it would be best to wake him up sooner rather than later. Head wounds are not great. Yes, of course. Concussions can lead to inflammation of the brain. Oh, so you uh, learn it with um, anatomy. I know all there is to know of the anatomy, how to best hone one. I think I'm going to be sick. Armstrong, um, I could use your help with uh, the doctor upstairs, please. Yes, of course. If you'll excuse me. Actually, I think I must attend. Uh, now that I'm not in so much a rush to leave, I should collect my effects and disengage the other three. That wouldn't want to kill anyone. Um, yeah, we, w- we wouldn't want that. So she goes in. I'm going to go to the counter and say... If Jules knew what a sitcom was, <laughs> she would suddenly feel like she was in one. And so, <laughs> There's like a laugh track going on in her head. I'm going to walk up to the counter and say, My dear sir, <laughs> you seem to have had quite the run-in today. Hopefully this alleviates some of your worries. I'm going to lay five gold on the table. Pounds. Yeah, five, five pounds, yep. Unless you're actually putting five gold. Somebody goes, gold! gold! I'm going to lay five pounds on the table. It's quite generous of you, considering the amount of money you have. I, I got, I got connections, and plus, you're really rich. So it's true. Um, but he's the dumb one who let Anne stay at his. His end, so. hand just kind of shakily goes over the countertop and drags <laughs> back under, and he just kind of goes, "Just close the door on your way out, please." Well, since they're both going up, I don't really want to be around both of them, so I'm going to guard the cart. Sounds good. Um. <laughs> Do you attempt to wake Butterfingers? Yeah, I'll try to wake him okay, up. Okay, why don't you go ahead and give me a medicine check. Okay. Medicine. You have a mu- plus one. Yeah, I got it now. Okay, Thank gotcha. you very much. <laughs> oh, that's a three. Okay. Um, give him a couple of light, <laughs> light pats on the cheek. Poke his nose. I'm a little times. nervous. <laughs> You're, you're still processing what just happened. You went from having a heartfelt exclamation of how this book and its contents could be literally the line of life and death for you, to which Anne had said, I'm sure you'll figure it out. 
and less than a minute later. <laughs> I'm a little shook. <laughs> I'm a bit shook. Um, Armstrong, as you hoist uh, Mickey, um, you do hear that he's mumbling under his breath. Uh, give me a quick perception check. Okay. 15. 15? You um, start hearing him mumble. Come back, love. Stay away from the road. Oh. I'll pat him. <clears throat> Not to worry. I can handle myself at the road. <laughs> yeah. um, Anne is uh, completely packed in about the time that it takes you to lift, listen, and pat. Clearly she was always ready to jet at a moment's notice and she just kind of is cinching a burlap sack as she throws it over her shoulder um pulling her hood back she looks around and she goes well it was certainly nicer than my last quarters but yes so where are we off to then major well i don't know of any of the restaurants here in stanford hill this is my i don't frequent these haunts often i meant in regards to mr patrick Ah, well, I suppose now that we have the manuscript in hand, we could return back to where Mr. Patrick is uh, recovering, help to alleviate his pain with some comfort, comforting words from the good book. Do you not know what this book is, Major? No, save that I was sent to reclaim it. She's going to do a bit of an insight check. This is not so much to determine your manners towards her. Mm -hmm. This is more along the lines of uh, seeing if she can pick up on the fact that you're just a tiny bit cracked now. Just a little bit, but not too just, much. Just a, just a teensy, teensy, tiny bit. I'm going to put this at a really high DC as she does not know how you are normally. So this really isn't that far out of character for him. Uh, nope. So she just kind of nods and goes, very well. Uh, a moment later, um, the two of them with Mickey return to the cart. Uh, Josiah, still unconscious, leaning against uh, the far frame, kind of drool dripping out of his mouth, a little tiny drop of blood around his nose. Um, one of his... Uh, glasses are completely snapped off mm. um just kind of hanging by like a little askew wire um and as uh Anne sees that Butterfingers is still unconscious she goes oh um, Jules just pop that cork under his nose and that should that should be sufficient um, Jules is looking a little dazed herself, like, she did this turn of events. She's just like, uh-huh. Okay. Like, she just does it, but, like, does not make eye contact with Anne. She's just still a little bit shell-shocked. Yep. <laughs> like, what <laughs> is happening? Like, it is working out in her favor, so she's not going to complain, but she's feeling real conflicted about it. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure, especially when one considers what Carl's reaction to all this is going to be. Um, as the smelling salts 
are wafted underneath uh, Butterfinger's nose. Uh, his eyes shoot open and his fists come up and he goes, Watch out, sir! Whoa. Jules? Yeah. What happened? Um. Why's my head hurt? Boom. Oh, right. What? A major? No, he's fine. He was in front of me. Yeah, but. I, um. I gestured to how big the major it's, is. It's true. <laughs> um, as he uh, takes in the form of Josiah Crane next to him, he goes, I didn't even, I thought he was in the cart. Was he in behind me too? No, uh, he got punched. Oh. And thrown out of the carriage. It's been a rough day. Oh. It's been a rough few minutes. Yeah. And then he looks next to you and sees the unconscious Mickey. And he goes, was he behind me too? I'm poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> Missed a lot, bud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's worth saying that uh, it's you and Butterfingers and the two others in the interior with uh, Anne and Major uh, on the uh, raised platform outside where the where the horses are. But there's still the little tiny sliding window uh-huh. that goes under the Major's legs. And he goes, right, so, right, did, did, did we win? That's to be determined. I, we have... That's to be determined. I I don't think I like doing this. It's usually a bit more clear-cut than this. <laughs> okay. I I really want to take a nap, Jules, but my... I don't I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, all right. So how do I stay awake then? Uh try singing a song. Can't find my shoe shine stand. Oh, I might find. I know I can. How about I teach you a different uh, song? Uh, what? How about I teach you a different song? Oh. Right. Oh, I might find. I can't find my shoe shine stand. Oh, you're so major. Oh. oh. I can see that you and I know a great me. song about bottles of beers on a wall. Oh, I've heard that one. Yeah, let's do that instead. Okay, well. Um, that fills, you know, the next 15 minutes or so. A hundred balls went by kind of mm-hmm. quickly. Um, at one point, uh, the Major does pull over as um, one of the wheels that had been... Uh, levitated throughout the muddiness uh, does need a little bit of tightening as the cart had started to wobble a little bit and as uh, Major Armstrong is taking upon himself to fix it, you know, kind of basically like raising the cart. Raise with, with one hand and, <laughs> and just <laughs> tightening with the other. Um, you do hear a little uh, rapping on the side of the carriage door. Yeah. And you uh, see that Anne is just kind of leaning against, looking in, going, I figured since uh, the Major's indisposed at the moment, and... Hello, Butterfingers. 18 bottles of beer on the beer. Anne! Found. Oh. 
Hi, Miss Anne. Hi, Butterfingers. Glad to see you're doing well. Do you mind if I borrow Jules? No, um, she stopped participating around 62, I think, so. <laughs> it's fine with me. I'll, I'll watch the other two. Good lad. Jules, take a quick walk with me. You know, why not? Why not? Why not? Indeed. Uh, I think I saw a berry bush over there that might still have some, uh, some late bloomers, perhaps, that we can get for the... Get the butterfingers for the rest of the ride. Growing boy needs his click. Closes the door. Um, she takes about six steps away towards this collection of bushes, and you do see her start to pick through, going, no, poisonous, diuretic. Traded one, keep it for another, then, Jules. Have you traded one keeper for another? You mean Pat for Armstrong? Yes. I took my eye off of you for literally less than a week. And then you somehow find me with a whole army of men at your beck and call. Good job, by the way. Well done. But... What on earth is going on? Why do you need this? How is this going to make a difference for whether you're hung or not? Um. To be honest, Anne, it's a very, very long story and one I'm not entirely sure you're entitled to. And did not realize that you were going to have the book. So, surprise! Yes. Yeah. Um, what we were looking for was the book, not you. You happen to have it. This was scrying, wasn't it? And you see her open up the book and immediately... <laughs> Latin is not as good as my French, but... Look, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky I know one language. Yeah, well, I will say that it comes in handy. Well, I, I'm, yeah, but that's true. No. Yeah. <clears throat> However, it's normally a gift that's passed on through the blood. It's not one that can be taught. So who is it? Don't be coy with me, Jules. <laughs> That's me laughing, not Jules. <laughs> Jules is definitely not laughing. It's clearly not Armstrong. He seems to be in a bit of denial as to what he just witnessed. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, we're going to need to talk about that. <laughs> and she just kind of holds up the book and shakes it a little bit. No, you, you and Armstrong, we have to talk about that. Oh. He was taken with me, what can I say? It's hardly surprising. And she just kind of flips a couple of her curls over her shoulder as she says that. No, what's surprising is that you agreed. He was immensely persuasive. 
Uh, it was just something very earnest about his claims that, honestly, it's first time a man has looked at me without subversion or derision or... Yeah, that would be nice. Hmm. Um... I'm not planning on poisoning him, if that's your concern. Yet. We'll see how dinner goes. Well, I think I'm relieved. Anyway, uh, scrying. Um, I'm not exactly familiar with that term, but one of the gents in there, he, uh, he just has a sense of where to find things. So. So that's how we found it. Um, if I'm, if I, I honestly don't exactly know why we need the book specifically. All I know is we need it to help Pat. Help and him in what way? Look, either you can hope that where we're going, someone else speaks Latin and then has the time to peruse the book looking for what you want, or you can tell me what is wrong with Patrick and I can at least try to lend some assistance. Let's see, now did Jules get specific verbiage from Mickey as to what exactly is happening? Uh, it's that, uh, yes, um, Carl's psyche, his mind, has gotten as close to breaking as is humanly possible before it's beyond all manner of hope. Um, there's the natural method of recovery, which would just be him being catatonic and being fed and cleaned for probably at least a month. Um, or some secrets may lie in the manuscript to find a more uh, post-haste Does way. Mickey speak Latin? Um, that's an excellent point. Let me check. I don't believe he does. Languages. He does not. Did Josiah? Does Josiah? Because if I, not, what exactly was our plan for <laughs> translating this? Oh, yeah, I mean, there was. It was going to be like. Uh, oh, I guess we were in the, the order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, Josiah does speak Latin. Um. Okay, so. Uh, Pat's just out of it. Out of it. Yeah, well, we had to deal with some stuff, and it was not something that the, the brain can handle well, and he took the brunt of it, and um, uh, it, it pushed his mind to the breaking point, I think, and we, we, need, to, we need to wake him up. Waking him up. It's funny, there's, um... This is quite clearly a translation of a different text. Yes. Very I think often, I knew that. I'm sure you did, yeah. Um, I yeah, I think, I think Carl had shared that the... Yeah. And I think it was also brought up by Mickey at some point. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, this, uh, the vernacular often used is, when directly translated often very nonsensical. Uh, the illustrations themselves are not done with surety, but instead as if one was mirroring something else that they were seeing. 
there's a lot in certain sections that promise power and there's a lot in certain sections that speak of awakening whether it be on different levels often <laughs> it seems that uh, that which can be awakened should not be if half of this is to be believed and when it comes to the lesser extent it's not without cost I can at least give some pointers to whoever's going to be waking them up. For an assurance. An assurance of what? Mr. Patrick and I did not part on the best of terms, if you remember correctly. Yeah, oh, I remember, yeah. Yes. Yeah, believe it or not, I remember that. I'm under the distinct impression that if he is to see me again, he would most likely n rather not permanently. There's a dark hunger there, Jules, whether you've been able to perceive it or not, it's there. And I just simply want an assurance on your part that you will honestly do what you can to curb his enthusiasm for whatever plans he has for you. Look, Anne. I wish you no ill will. I never did. Even after, you know, you paralyzed me and threw me in a closet. I didn't throw you. I placed you gently. I'm just saying that if Put you... me in a closet. There we go. Uh... Pat is... Definitely does not feel that way towards you. He's, uh... Yeah, yeah he's quite... Angry. Opium has that effect on people. Also, you know, when people t take someone you care about and wish them intent harm, that, that also can have that effect. Hmm. I will do everything I can to prevent him from causing you bodily harm. That's all I need to hear. I am a little perplexed as to why you're interested and why you're willing to assist, given our history. Well? Perhaps it's just you want to stay near the book? It is certainly part of it. The good major has been kind enough to assure me that after Mr. Patrick has been revived through the words of the good book, his words, not mine, that the book will remain in my custody. Oh. Mr. Crane's not going to be a fan of that, but that's not my job. You might have yourself a little shadow after that, but... <laughs> oh, a man who can find me. Interesting. Well, I'm sure the good major would have words about that. He does seem rather taken with me. <laughs> Jules doesn't do that on exterior. Uh, at this point in time, Major, you have... You went ahead and changed all the wheels, just to be mm -hmm. extra certain. <clears throat> well, rotation, make sure yep. the tires are filled. Mm -hmm. um, Always want to make sure the PSI is up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I love Major Armstrong so much. Um, Anne offers her hand to you to help her back up to the... My lady. <laughs> she looks down at me, I'm just going to be like... 
<laughs> shaking my head like this is insane. Um. Oh my gosh. As uh, the two and a half hour trip back from Upper Hollowell, Stanford Hill to Primrose Hill, uh, I think this would put us in the mid afternoon at this point in time because I believe you arrived at Stanford Hill uh, almost precisely at noon because of how well y'all were able to move along. Um, we'll say that it's 2.30 in the afternoon as the Weston Manor comes into comes into view. At this point in time, Josiah has regained consciousness, though Mickey is still quite dead to the world. Some assurances from Anne say that that will most likely persist for at least another 24 hours. One could attempt to wake him up, but... He would uh, be doing so with a splitting headache, so best to let sleeping dogs lie for now. As the gothic gates open, and the manor is yours to explore once more, Josiah immediately begins entering into what appears to be a, a hushed, heated debate with um, Anne LaPierce. I keep saying Anne Pearson. Mm. Anne LaPierce. From your general insight, you do know that this is something that probably will boil over at some point. Um, however, there may be compromise in regards to, depending on how long An Annabelle is in the care of the Order, Josiah may have ample time to create a copy of his own. So, whether or not that is a sound decision will be something that we will arrive at some other time. Uh, Jules, as you lead Anne and the Major back to where Carl lies. We're not we're not parting ways with Josiah, are we? No. Okay. He's, <clears throat> he's definitely sticking around for the time. Okay. Um he he as he as he is going in and um, helping some servants with Mickey to uh, some one of the numerous guest rooms. Uh, you do hear him muttering, I'm going to need my glass repair kit. Well struck, Major. Well struck indeed. Perhaps it will serve as a suitable lesson to not speak ill of the fair sex. <laughs> she threw me out. You crazy British. Um, <laughs> as he makes his way up the stairs. Um... And falling closely behind the two of you, enters the room where Carl Patrick lies, eyes wide open. Beautiful story. How seamless he goes between characters. <laughs> it's like I've been a DM. Yeah. <laughs> and as she is flipping through some pages, she looks at him. She leans her nose directly over his breath, taking it in. Makes a little bit of a face. All right, Miss Walker. Seems to me that you and I have some studying to do. Um, Carl is. Jules just has all the weird mm -hmm. feels about this. <laughs> like, on the one <laughs> hand, like, she's missed Anne. Like the Anne that she thought was Anne, mm -hmm. and but on the other hand, she knows that this 
you know, woman ultimately has it out for her. But what else can... Maybe. Maybe. But what else can she do? Mm -hmm. Because she's here. Mickey's indisposed. Josiah's wackadoo. So, all right. At this point in time, though, that is something that is entirely up to you, Miss Jules Walker. You have three potential allies to help you peruse the contents of the Sussex Manuscript. Josiah Crane, who speaks Latin and who has a interest in this text. Miss Anne, not Walker, Miss Anne Lapierre's, who has had custody of the book for the last five days and um, has clearly benefited from it. Or you could attempt to rouse the uh, the good doctor who has ultimately led you to the book to begin with. Uh, I'm going to let the doctor sleep because I, I know how potent those poisons can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I am going to try to have Josiah work it with me and Anne. I want, I want two Latin eyes on it because while I, I want to trust that Anne is going to really be helpful in this situation I can't help but not completely trust her uh, completely understandable so I want two pairs of eyes on it with me okay um, this will probably ultimately end up helping in these endeavors um, as uh, as we're about to enter a very serious set of roles okay as you Josiah and Anne sit in the library of uh, the Weston Manor. Of course, the good major, um, never too far away. You're, you can be the referee. <laughs> what is your sanity at this level? Oh, what is my sanity? It's not great, but it's not terrible. 68. Mine too. Oh, Armstrong's, not Patrick's. <laughs> Patrick's is out. Yeah. Patrick's has no sanity. Okay, so that means that with a 68, you'd be rolling with a plus three to your occult, which is Arcana. Um, so, how we are going to approach this studying period is we are going to slightly lower the DC uh, for achieving multiple results because of Josiah's uh, Latin ability. And you are going to be making this roll with advantage because of Anne's past experience with the book. Okay. This is something that prior to the Armstrong's seduction, would not have been possible. The boy. <laughs> so, that being said, this will be an occult check made at advantage. Okay. You will receive a answer with an eight to eleven. You will receive two answers from a twelve to fifteen, and if you get a sixteen or higher, you will get three answers. Okay. Is with advantage. Twenty. Beautiful. 
<laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's one hurdle. Ooh. It means that you actually get a say. Okay, good. Well, I appreciate that. Miss Walker. Mm-hmm. Over the course of... We're going to call it two hours. Okay. Of studying. Bringing us to close to five in the, in the evening. 4.30. There are three different... Call them rituals. Call them spells. Call them exchanges. Call them what you will. But there are three potential ways to rouse your unsleeping companion. One is simply known as the exchange. One is known as share the load. And one is known as... Uh, shoot, I lost the word. What did you, uh, when you turned iron to gold, what was that called? Alchemy? Uh, 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 Alchemy. Alchemist? Alchemist. Yeah. Alchemical. The third one is uh, alchemy. Okay. With a turret, with a dirty 20, there is a high cost to each of these. Okay. You've identified that there are three. Mm -hmm. You may now start to make cult checks to see if you can define the true nature. Okay. The DC for the specifics of each of these rituals is a 17. Okay. So which one would you like to try and research first? Am I still rolling with advantage? You're still rolling with advantage. Okay. Alchemy or transmutation? Transmutation! That oh, okay, yeah, word. yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the exchange, share the load. I'll do the exchange first. Okay. The balls of alchemy. Full metal alchemist. Full metal alchemist. Ooh, uh, no, that's a fail on that one. Yikes. On the exchange? Yeah. Uh, so the only thing you and know. Seven. From, okay, the only thing you know from the exchange is that there must be a willing vessel. Okay. I don't want to be a dog. <laughs> okay, um, I'll do the second one next. Share the load. Yeah. I got a 16. Oh, that's rough. <coughs> Much like the other one, it uh, calls for a willing vessel. Sure. I'd really like to... Get... I only have a plus two. You Here. should be having a plus three. I have a minus one to our Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh my gosh. Nope. That's a uh, 10. Oh. Oh, rough. Uh, the third one says you, you must need have a, a willing vessel. vessel. <laughs> um, it's not so much a vessel as it is. You're not wrong. I'm going to wake up Mickey and bring him in on this. Okay. Good luck. Can I do that? You most certainly can. Jeez. Uh, go ahead and give me a medicine check okay. with advantage because Anne's there to try and. Bring him out. Oh my gosh. Come on, dice. Oh, that's better. 16. 16? Okay. That is enough to rouse him. Hold on for just 
one moment as parental needs call. And we're back. As Mickey groggily makes his way into the library, Alex, could you get a pot of coffee going? Of course, I will. That's why I like you. All right, Miss Walker. Walk me through these rituals of yours again. All right, the first one's called the exchange. Right. And uh, in order to do it, you need a willing participant. The next one is called share the load. Same deal. And the last one's called transmutation. Same deal. That one feels a little sacrificial lammy. Uh, well, Josiah, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but in all my studies of things beyond the cosmos, when it comes to these darker aspects, vessel usually indicates one on the same level of existence. Human to human, lamb to lamb. And you're saying vessel for these first two and vessel for the third, but feeling a little bit more sacrificial with this uh, transmutation. I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> As he looks over to and she says, we'll cover that later. Why don't we just focus on this for now? Oh, fair enough. <sighs> Miss Walker, with the groggy, um, with the groggy Dr. Mickey Johansson helping you. Which ritual would you like to take another look at? Uh, share the load. Share the load? Okay. With advantage. Well, let's hope it helps me this time. Add a d4. What? Add a d4. He wants you to have this. I have to roll four. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I, don't, I have no, a minus one it's, to our economy. It's fine, it's fine. So. We, we knew that this was going to be a, a challenge going in. We knew that this was a possibility. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I don't have, know what Anne's arcana is, but... It's not great. Um, I'm going to have Mickey roll disadvantage on each one to see if we can win you one detail. Okay. okay. Allow, occult, me, allow me to try. Yeah, his occult is a plus five. Okay. So... And I think on top of that... How sad if he rolls better with disadvantage than I did with advantage. You are not doing your job, my dice. His, okay, so actually he rolls with a plus nine overall because he's proficient in Arcana. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I'm so, not, so... So this will not be able to give you the full details. Sure. But you'll get one more additional detail. If he can roll over. Okay, so 17. Disadvantage, plus nine, so I need to... Eight. Um... Okay, so that is a 9 plus 9, so that's an 18. Okay. So that's, uh, first one is for the exchange. Um, how to give one detail without giving away everything. One word. Um, it is not that Patrick improves. It is that it is shifted. 
Okay, that's pretty much what I thought it was. I think. Okay. So that is the exchange. Okay. Next four, share the load. Natural, uh, natural 26 advantage, so that's a 16 fail. Dang it, that's the one I really wanted more info on. That's a shame, natural 26. Well, that means going blind. <clears throat> and then the final one would be transmutation. Nope, it's mm -mm. two and a four. Okay, well, I have no idea what transmutation does. The exchange is what I thought it was, I think. And so I share the load, I'm thinking is probably what I think it is, and I think would be the less awful of the two, kind of, of the three, kind of. Transmutation scares me a little bit, especially with zero, zero, um, details. details. Yeah. Um, okay. You see Mickey, as he's pouring over these last two, he just starts to clench his head, he's going, oh, oh, damn it all. Sorry. Nice. Oh, God. I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Walker. Um, I have to go lie down. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Listen, no matter what you choose, I'm sticking by you and Mr. Patrick for now. Thank you, I appreciate that. Of course, just not for the next eight hours. Yeah. Let's see starts to stumble out of the library. Well. And uh, looks to you and says, book is there. Neither Josiah or myself can help with pronunciation, I'm certain, but perhaps you need some deliberation. Uh, you'll find me in the armory. I saw some cool things. She's gonna leave. Josiah is going to look at you. He's going to start to pick up the book. Are you... He's, he's American. Are you still reading this for now? Or do you mind if I go peruse while you do your thinking? I'm just... You can go peruse. Thank you. I, I can't read it. But, you know, don't go far. No, I t tell you what. I'll, I'll do my reading... Uh, near Mr. Patrick. So Thank you. Thank you. I'll be there. And he leaves, leaving just you and Major Armstrong. Well, Major? Hmm. What would you pick? Based on names alone, what would you pick? <clears throat> What's going through the Major's head as they've been spent the last two and a half hours, sorry, not that long, two hours perusing, discussing, talking of things profane and it's, eldritch? It's still, it's, it's like an outsider hearing people talk about Dungeons and Dragons, right? You're, you're, it's just like, It's a cool. perfect description. Yep. This obviously means a My lot to them. modifier's insane. It's, it's like, it, this obviously means a lot to them. and But the words that they're using, the context that it's being used in, has very little grasp 
in his mind, and he's still, I mean, he's, he's so grounded as a, as a student of the physical, the physical, that it's, that it's still, even, even having her slip through his fingers like she did, it's still, could have been a trick of the light. Yeah, it, it. He's still very skeptical of the mysticism of it all, still. Um, and so he's gonna say, "Of transmutation seems uh, an unworthy goal to change one thing for another without the proper work that goes into it." defy the laws of nature. An exchange feels worthy, as does sharing the load. It depends, I suppose, on your relationship with Mr. Patrick, which is there something worth exchanging? Or are you willing to share in his load and strengthen each other? Uh, um, I don't really get to spend a lot of time with him um, because of life but I remember he used to say if you're not help if you're not helping to carry the load then you're part of the burden thought a lot about that Would you mind giving me a minute, Major? Of course. Know that I'm just outside. I'll leave the door open, just ajar. Call if you need me. Thank you. Okay. Um, what kind of room is this that I'm in? This is like a study, library. a yep. library. Okay, how big is it? Um, not nearly to the extent of Bell and the Beast Council. <laughs> um, I know, wasn't imagining anywhere near that standards. big. Uh, it's not two stories, but it is a. It is. It's yay. It is our basement area here. Okay. But stack to stack to stack to stack with a couple of reference tables. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna move. A table of contents. To a more uh, secluded corner of the library for a minute. Easy enough. Um, and looking up, I'm just going to kind of sink down, like in, in where two corners of bookshelves meet, I'm just going to kind of sink down between them um, and wrap my arms around my knees. Um, and then looking up, I'm going to say, God, um, it's me, Jules. This is, um, I, have, I haven't done this much, I'm sure you've noticed. Uh, I'm still not entirely convinced that you're there. But I'm getting increasingly freaked out over the past few days, um, weeks. And, um, look, I'm not particularly smart, okay? Um, and I'm not particularly 
in tune to the skills that are needed for this right now, but my, my, my friend's my friend's in danger, and I need him, and he needs me, and I just need some guidance, maybe? I don't really know how you usually communicate to people who believe in you, but perhaps some kind of um, sign as to maybe, I don't know, which of these options would be best? Or which option would be the worst? Oh, this is not how you pray, right? This is not, this is not proper praying. This is not. <sighs> Your ring grows warm. Nope. Something. Someone. Let's try and speak with them. Oh. Alright, shoot, go for it. With a what-do-I-have-to-lose mentality, you intentionally relax momentarily the protections of the ring. And you feel your astral self propelled forward once again. Blink of an eye soaring over the Isles of England, Scotland, Ireland, way over there. <laughs> Screaming forward, north, northern still, northern still, until at last you reach that glacial island, resting alone, isolated amongst the chopped up tundra. Your form passes through those icy barriers until at last once again in the spartan living chambers of this imprisoned being <laughs> even though you have become so much more accomplished in dealing with these outer, otherworldly beings. Your mind's eye still refuses to let you look upon their face. You can only perceive the shrouded collarbone of a withered form and the mottled, yellowing cloak. Well, Jules is a bit disappointed. This is definitely not who she wanted to speak to, but at the same time, if it'll give her some kind of direction or answers, then it'll be helpful. We are not accustomed to answering such targeted pleas to other beings. But the god you plead to is a void upon an empty throne. So you will have to do with us answering for now. Does that mean you have an answer? We may have guidance. But such information does not come freely. Ugh. That's the thing with you lot, isn't it? Alright. 
speak as if your kind is any different. No, <clears throat> we're not. At least most of us aren't, but... A girl can hope. She may. But with hope often comes disappointment. Yeah, well, I'm finding more and more that the hope is worth it. Cost of profane knowledge buried in mistranslated texts taken from unworthy authors of rival sources is not cheaply given, but also not dearly bought. For you see, we have a vested interest in that one awakening. It merely accelerates our timetable. We can wait, but we'd rather not. For each question you seek an answer to, we desire a show of fealty. We have no problem Kicking this fealty down the road a bit. After all, you are but a ghostly reflection of your own self. Not much to be done here. But out there, in the material world, oh. Three answers, three boons. One answer, one boon. But now this. Once the answer is given, the boon is bound. And to divert from it, or to attempt to escape it, would result in your ruination. What would these boons be? You can't see their face, but stale stillness of the air feels almost smug in nature or is that annoyance it's pervasive whatever it is echoing off the glacial walls all around you this harsh grating whispering our retainer has been found and temporarily quelled. Yet still, you hold our book. Yet still, you have not approached our shrine, nor our talisman. The boon would be as thus. The first, to hold on to the book until it may be used to unlock us. The second, to get our talisman, to keep in your own safekeeping as our retainer, has proven unreliable. And the third, to take these two to our shrine, so that may we get ahead of the others in the coming awakening. 
start. You know, eventually one of these times I, I probably will have to say yes. But I don't think this visits that time. I'm not prepared to swear fealty. I'm sorry. You bore us. The ice begins to quake all around you. You bore us, was what was said. But even your detached self is aware enough to know it is not natural occurrence that is shaking this ice. Mm -hmm. It is a palpable, apoplectic, nigh apocalyptic rage that is beginning to choke around you. Instinctually, your hand goes to your ring on your finger, and you clench just as the ice <laughs> crushes around where you had been but a moment before. You awaken back in the library. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> So is that, is that a no then? Oh, alright. Well. God, that means three, either th one of three things. A. You don't exist or are a void, as that one said. Two. I'm just really bad at praying. Or, or three. I'm really bad at listening to answers. So, I guess, um, uh, we'll try this again sometime. Uh, right. Um, I'm going to go out to where Armstrong is. Armstrong, while that was occurring, were you close at hand, or were you? <clears throat> I was close enough. Okay. I was just wondering if there was anything that you wished to accomplish while that was happening. No, not not right. particularly. Um, I'm ready. Let's find Anne and uh, Josiah, and let's just do it. Right. My uh, deadline's tomorrow, so I don't want to wait. If there are ramifications that need to be dealt with from this, I'd rather have more time to deal with it than less. Very well. Anne is easily received, retrieved from the armory. Sure enough, you see, as you open the door, you see that she had one of those long halberds in her hand, and she was just going through a few different stances, whirling around, and as she sees you enter, she just kind of sheepishly puts one of the halberds <laughs> back against the wall. Very nicely weighted. And your motley crew return to the quarters of Carl Patrick, where Josiah waits Okay. With the Sussex manuscript. Okay. Jules Walker. 
what ritual will you be attempting to perform? Uh, share the load. As Anne and Josiah, one a practiced hand and one a dexterous one, begin pouring these vials of salt and various other powdered substances in concentric circles, runic lettering intermittent amongst the borders. There's one circle in particular, one centered around the bed of Carl Patrick, and one empty. I was standing it. <laughs> Unasked, unbidden, you step into the circle. Josiah begins to take a couple steps back, holding what appears to be a flint in one hand. He goes, now, just to be clear, I'm not certain what's going to happen. Yep. Very well. Uh, Major, you're my witness that I accept no responsibility for any repercussions that this may cause. I so witness. Good. And um, you hear Anne go, Oh, a man refusing to accept responsibility. Something new and different. Best of luck, Jules. Um, like right before this happens, uh, Jules is going to say, A um, couple things. Major Armstrong, it's been a pleasure. You are a gentleman and a good man. And I'm glad I got to work with you, even if it was only for a short time. I don't believe this will be the end of our time together. Where is Butterfingers, by the way? Uh, Butterfingers, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, Armstrong obviously gave him some exercises to do. Okay, great, that's fine. I don't, yeah, I don't want him here. Um, uh, then I'm going to say, uh, Josiah? Yes, Miss Walker. There are worse things in the world than dirt. Then I, I'm not even going to let him respond. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, Pat, I don't know if you can hear me in your state, but if something bad happens to me, but you're able to make it, then I'm glad. Because I've always said that I would give my life for you because of what you've done for me and... I've always meant it. And then I'm going to turn to Anne and I'm going to say, I've apologized to you before. It... Vengeance is not sweet. Whatever you decide to do from here on out, just know that it's not. And it's something that haunts you. And it brings no pleasure, it only brings pain. Do it. Josiah approaches the tip of the ritualistic circles. He looks over everything one more time. Here goes nothing. I am so scared right now. 
Arabic. It is a language beyond all recognition. And yet, in their alien origins, there's nothing but dread echoing around you. As you stand there, I want you to give me a very, very important occult check with advantage DC 8. Nine. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you roll You're any fired! No, As I'm not going to do that. Each of the runes, <laughs> the powdery substance beginning to break away, coiling towards you, coiling towards Patrick. As they are about to encroach upon your circle, you have a moment of horrifying clarity. If this is ritual that will do you harm. How will this interfere with it? I'll take it off. I'm not chucking it. <laughs> Dropping it. <laughs> out of the circle, at least. Yes, out of the circle. Yes. Flies out of the window. Yeah, oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> Ow! if this does work, I'd like to retrieve it. Yep. <laughs> Um, <coughs> learn your protection, clattering to the ground. <coughs> the king in yellow's laughter, roaring around you. And yet that laughter quickly turns to an enraged, gruff frustration, just barking inconcipherable that's not a word. Indecipherable. <laughs> Inconceivable, indecipherable. <laughs> yeah, indecipherable. Uh, indecipherable jargon. Um, Patrick begins to float six inches above the bed. And you yourself are being lifted by this powdery substance. And is stepping back, observing this. Josiah stands right at the edge of the runic circles, his eyes awash as he takes it all in. Major Armstrong. This is getting weird. This is getting pretty <laughs> weird. I need you to give me a sandy check, Major Armstrong. I want to get below it, right? Uh, above. If you get up, no below it. Yeah, if you get below it, you're good. If you get 68 or above, then you lose some sanity. I'm above it. <laughs> 91. 91. Whoa. Oh wow! You're okay. gonna propose marriage to somebody else. Roll a d12 <laughs> and add four. Roll a d12. That's 12. Okay. And that's that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Eight. You lose 12 points of sanity. Yikes. But because you just got a mania, you will not be getting anything else. Okay, great. Uh, I know you love collecting them like Pokemon cards. I sure do. <laughs> Patrick, what is your total sanity at this time? Zero. It is zero. Um, I thought you were like four. I got nothing. It doesn't. I, I have nothing on the on the thing. I have nothing. Okay. We will take it as such. 
Jules, what is your sanity? 68. You both now have a sanity of 34. Yeah, that's what I thought. And Jules Walker, I need you to roll me a d100. You received a phobia last time, so I believe it's going to be a mania this time. Seventy three. Seventy three. Okay. <laughs> that's a little, that's going to be interesting for you. Uh, Jules Walker, you now suffer from onychotillomania. That is the compulsive picking at the fingernails. Okay. Yeah. But with your gloves, that's going to be a very fun interaction. I mean, it's not like I wear gloves all the time. All the time, just, you know. Okay. Jules, in this moment, you feel your mind creaking and bending and almost breaking. Mm-hmm. Give me an occult check with your new and improved score <laughs> of um, 37. What were you rolling this before? Two, two, it was a plus three. three. Right, it's a plus four. It was a plus three at 60. Oh, it's only a plus four? It was 68. No, so, we have, so we have, sorry, I'm trying to remember my own rules here. So I just dropped at 68, half. she was a plus three. 75 is a plus one. 50 is plus two. No, you're absolutely right. It's a plus four. Plus five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, I mean. Yeah, you both have a plus five now. So that would be a plus four. Four for me. <laughs> Where have you been? It's a 21. 20. Jeez. That was nice. With a 21, as your mind is bending and snapping and stretching and separating. There's a moment where you perceive a desert. Just a pure white sands cresting over an expansive landscape. The night sky above illuminating and yet consistently changing. Standing upon this hill, you see a pale woman, abnormally tall, with limbs that are unnaturally long, wearing pristine white robes draped across herself. She's facing away from you. Mm -hmm. She looks out over these dunes, and her hands, unnaturally long, petting a fierce-looking creature next to her. You've read of panthers before, but this panther, say, has three vestigial tails waving aimlessly behind it. And within these tails, you perceive eyes, all amethyst, all looking at you. 
Christine is gone. You said she's unnaturally tall. Mm -hmm. Long fingers. Mm -hmm. She was wearing white? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carl. As you are once again in that darkness of Nyarlathep's portal, bringing you out of the dreamlands, back into that space in between. You've perceived everything that has happened in this room since the moment Anne had first entered, and a little time before that even. Once again, stuck in this hell, this locked psyche. You wish you could respond to Jules as she's about to potentially do something utterly foolish. But you cannot move. You cannot speak. What does regaining this influx of sanity look like for Carl Patrick? <clears throat> what are his shifting manias, his shifting priorities? What are... Um, as he's... Um... Can you describe the, the room? Certainly. Uh, it is a probably about a 20 by, we'll say 20 by 20. It's a 20 by 20 bed chamber. Um, this four poster bed with uh, the drapes removed, sitting squarely against the far wall. Um, an armoire has been moved even further away so as not to interfere with the circles that have now been scattered on the ground. Uh, it is a dark gray in coloration, though pristinely kept. And a fireplace sits to your left, about ten feet away. Upon the mantel, no adornments of any kind, save for a, uh, a simple rapier. Hmm. Um, my belongings... Yes, your belongings. Um, um, sorry, what color was the panther with the three tails? Black. 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 Amethyst eyes, yeah. especially in the tail. Mm -hmm. um, regarding your belongings, you were retrieved from your chambers mm. yeah, at 17 in. Shaftesbury. Was, so I'm sure that Jules... I would have been in my jammies. You would have been in your jammies, but I'm sure Jules probably would have brought a change of clothes for you and probably your effects. Okay. Yeah. So those um, sit untouched in the bureau. Um, Sorry, in the armoire. And... Carmen, oh, cool. my mania is, so I don't like plants. I you don't like people, dirt? I, I, don't, I don't like dirt, and I don't like... Uh, I, I'm worried that people could be possessed by demons. Mm -hmm. I don't like clocks. I don't like beautiful women. And now I need to pick up my fingernails. <laughs> it's a fun game. Um, it's a weird game. It's a fun game. Is there a basin in the room? <laughs> Carl Patrick dies. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a basin? There would be a basin, okay. yes. Um, 
Carl's probably a little, I mean, it's been a week, right? No, not no. quite. It's been I think it's a, just couple been a couple days. days. Okay, it's been a couple days. So he's still week ish, but he's going. Oh, to... by the way, listeners, the day in the game is October 4th, and today is October, October 4th. 4th. Because it's been 83 years. <laughs> it's been 83 years. So Carl's going to, uh, first, like, a super OCD manic uh, person. Uh, stumble to the to the basin and just frantically wash himself um, just because as people have been you know holding him and, and moving him and, and stuff he's like it's been so awful um, so he's gonna he's gonna wash um, and then uh, you know he's gonna wash his face and then as, as he uh, you know towels off his face he's going to... Uh, turn to um, turn to you. Which, by the way, you do land on your feet, whether you sink to your knees or whatnot. Oh, I definitely sink to my knees. It's a lot. Yep. What a day! I'm having a great time. Um, he's gonna turn to you and. Uh, is she close to the fireplace, or is she? She was basically at the foot of your bed, so she's the same distance away from. Well, closer to the fireplace now than you are. Okay, um, it's hard to imagine in the space. So, bed, she's here. Fireplace. I just want to know where. Yeah, no. So, where's the basin? Where's the fireplace? Where's she? Where's? Where is everybody? Can we pause for a second while you draw it so mm -hmm. I can go to the restroom? Thank you. You bet. Carl's going to... And we're back. Carl walks uh, across from the basin to the... Um, to the foot of the bed, studying himself on the, the bedpost. Um, I think Jules is also probably, actually, instead of going to her knees, like, leaned forward and is also mm -hmm. grabbing onto the bed. I like it. Um, I'm just going to say... Wow. That happened. Jules is just breathing heavily. Um, Mr. Patrick, how do you feel? Well, Mr. Crane, thank you. So we know that he was alert then. That's fascinating. That, that definitely bears my notes. Um, Major, I believe I left my notebook in the library, and he's going to turn to look at Major Armstrong. Who was just like, what the crap just happened? Uh, <clears throat> I, um, <clears throat> whatever uh, just happened. Um, I suppose this is probably a good time. Major Armstrong, Carl Patrick. Carl Patrick, Major Armstrong. Yes, we've uh, met, although not officially. Uh, Mr. Patrick, it is a great pleasure to... I I'm, I I'm sorry. You've uh, got a shock, my dear. Come, why don't we, um, why don't we discuss our dinner time? 
Oh, Pat. And uh, Carl's will have, you know, sort of stood and walked over to Josiah closer to the fireplace. And yes? Um, you can't kill Anne. Sorry. His hand was going to the rapier. <laughs> <laughs> just lightly going towards the mantelpiece just sort of to rest himself. Just as he rests himself, feigned to rest himself on the bedpost, mm-hmm. feigned to rest himself on the mantelpiece. And as his finger twitches towards the rapier, he's going to go, What? Yeah, um, this is only possible because she helped, so. And I promised. And Carl's gonna like look on his face like, you promised that I wouldn't kill someone? That seems wildly out of- I didn't say it was a good promise. I'm still right here. Well, I mean, you have to admit that promising for something that someone else is not going to do is not great, like a great promise. I mean, it's not like he was in a position to make the promise to himself. No, no, I know. I, I, do you see? I'm, why don't you go have dinner, all right? Very well. Uh, Josiah, the book. I'm not going to go away with it. Just, I just want to be studying it. If you leave these premises with that book, I will eviscerate you. Uh, she will. That's that's absolutely true. She will. I won't leave the library. I'll keep it in the library. I won't take it to my chambers. Uh, good to see you're in fine health. I'd be very interested to talk to the both of you later about... You need time. Jules is, like, sitting down on the floor now, like... And she's starting to sort of mess with her fingernail a little bit. Like, she's just... It's almost itching one of her fingernails. Um, and just starts to pat Major Armstrong on the shoulder and just kind of guide him towards the door. Feeling the bicep a little yeah, bit. Feeling um, and uh, she's going to turn back and go, Oh, I'm guessing that I no longer have to call you Mr. Patrick, Carl. Really? You think that was good? Rapier, rapier, and I'm going to throw it at the door. Full Jack Sparrow? I mean, she's probably out, but... Yeah. As as she's left. I love it. We're going to have to pay for that. This entire facility is owned by the Hermetic Order of the Crimson Dawn. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Golden. Have you ever noticed how weird fingernails are? Like, what would happen if you just scratched at your fingernail for so long that it, like, wore away? Have you ever thought about that? Your nail bed would uh, be exposed and your fingernail would eventually grow back. That's not very interesting. <laughs> she continues to, like, <laughs> scratch at her fingernail. Uh, um... Hey, you're awake. It's nice. You're on trial tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. That's that's why we really needed to wake you up. 
we should get you some tea. She's going to start, like, crawling over to the door because <laughs> she doesn't quite have it in her to, like, stand up. She's going to, like, knock on the door and then, like, roll over next to it so that if someone opens the door, it won't hit her. I like it. And, and Carl's going to go, there's a bell pull. <laughs> she's going to lift her head up. She's like, you're telling me this now? You just watched me crawl all the way across the floor. You could have said it when I first started to crawl, but no! No, was it fun? Was it fun watching me shimmy? Yeah, ring the bell. You're not ringing it. No, I'm not. Why? Because I don't want tea. Yes, you do. No. You're cranky. I am cranky. I Which means want you want tea. tea. I don't want tea. Yes, you do. I don't. Fine, I'll get you some coffee. Looks down. <laughs> Hi. Hello, Mum. Um. Hello. Um. You, you were knocking. Yeah. We uh, have a bell pole, you know. Yeah, but I it's tried over to there. Tell her that. It's oh. over there, and I oh. was over here. I'm Mr. Patrick. Welcome to Western Manor. Thank you, George. Uh, <laughs> I know he's speaking. Um, <laughs> we just need some tea and some coffee, if you wouldn't mind. Not at all. Uh, it will be a little bit. Um, tea time was about 45 minutes ago, and therefore we don't really have a fresh pot on brew, but I will be able to get it going for too long. Would you like any physical... Sorry, not physical. Would you like any um, something to munch on, along with the tea and coffee? Pat, would you like something to munch on? Uh, no. Um, yes, we do. Very well. Biscuits? Yeah. George, I wasn't faking, and, um, name tag. The control freak wants to go, hey, he doesn't have, have name tags. tags, but the DM in me wants to go, yes, and. <laughs> so he's going to be like, oh, shit. Just saying, that's how so I know you're it, it was the meeting earlier. We don't normally... He turns around and he leaves. Is that how you spell George? No. Oh. Jules, as you have not been made super 100% clear that Patrick was present... For everything, there is one fact in particular that you do not know if he's aware of or not regarding Mrs. Britton. Oh. Okay. Uh, trying to think if that would be fresh on Jules's mind right at this moment, but I guess it probably would be because it hasn't been as long ago. for her. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, remembering suddenly that he probably doesn't know about Mrs. Britton, uh, Jules is going to um, actually make the effort to like stand up and and go across the room. She's not like actually physically anything wrong with her. It was just like this. It was draining. Yeah, it was very very draining, and it's kind of like when you have a headache, how it sort of affects all mm -hmm. of your functions. Um, but she's going to come over and she's going to say, Pat, there's, um, 
There's something I probably should tell you now rather than later, but after everything that happened, Mrs. Britton, um, well, so. She's dead. I know. Oh, you do? Why? How? What? In this cosmic game that we're being played in, uh, the player that's moving my piece allowed me to see her fate and to know that I had wasted the opportunity. What opportunity? Mrs. Britton, at that moment in the ley lines and the cosmic alignment was a a token of power, a vessel of fuel, and if one side seized her, they would be able to use that to their advantage. And the side that my player isn't on, um, seized her. And it was uh, a side that um, uh, Lodon wasn't on either, so. I think, I think my brain hurts a lot from that conversation. And I think I picked up about 75% of it. Well, and that's not good. No. I mean, what happened is not good. I mean, the fact that I picked up 75% is, is, is pretty decent, considering. Considering, yes. Um, well, for what it's worth, even if an enemy got it, I'm glad you didn't take I, it. No, I... That was... Wait, so... so you're, you're like a, a piece in a game of chess? It's much more complicated than chess, and I don't think the rules are as I bet, strict. I bet you're a bishop. No. I bet you're a bishop. Oh. They are the best piece. Am I just a pawn? No. You're a Castle? Rookie. You're a rookie. Alright. I can go with that, I think. I don't like being someone else's game piece. Should I wear a dress tomorrow? To court, yes. Damn. Uh, we'll say that while you were shuffling across, you found your ring. And oh, great. Yes, thank on. you. Thank you for reminding me about that. All right. Well, it is. Jules goes to look at the clock and just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what time is it? At <laughs> uh, this point in time, it would be just shy of 7 o'clock. Um, 
I'm sure you're not tired at all because you've been like perpetually sleeping, but I'm quite tired and I think I would like to go to sleep. Mm. What time uh, what time are we doing court in the morning? Um so Or wait. afternoon. Whenever when is when is my trial? You were to be fetched. Oh. Well, we should probably head back, right? Yeah, probably. Um <clears throat> Are you hungry? Yeah. I wasn't talking to you. What? Who were you talking to? <clears throat> Carl, are you flexing your truth seeker's gaze? Well, I know that um, there's somebody in me now. That is very true. So I'm wondering if they're hungry. Because I'm not. But if they're hungry, then I'll probably have some of them. Well, they're bringing biscuits and tea and coffee. But I'm not hungry. For the time being, this new presence is dormant. Exhausted. Okay. Content to sleep. All right. If you weren't talking to me, then who are you talking to? Do you see dead people? No, but if I told you his name, your mind would unravel. Okay, so don't do that then, because I've experienced that once, and I don't want to replicate the experience. I don't think right now we have much to unravel. Coffee, tea, and biscuits. Fantastic. I'm going to take the coffee and, like, down it. That was very hot. I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. (laughs) And then shove a biscuit in my mouth. I'm going to sit with the tea. um, And I'm going to say... Well, we found the manuscript. That's good. At least the translation of the manuscript. That's one. Yeah, but we don't get to keep it. Sorry. I'm. Well. If. But turns out, Anne was able to read it, and she didn't go bonkers. Well, more so than she already is. She didn't go on a killing spree. Yeah, so if. Um, sort of. If Josiah can convince Anne to set it by while he transcribes it, then I'm sure the order will. Let us peruse it. Um, That's true. Once your trial is through, we need to help Alice. Right, yeah. Alice, yeah. She definitely needs help. Who's Alice? Miss Liddell. The whole reason that Crimson... The golden order. Oh, right, right. Jules is now remembering the murder board. Mm -hmm. Oh. That came a bit out of nowhere, Pat. What? It it didn't, but um, just triaging our priorities. um, So I feel like I'm on page six and you're on page ten. And you're not really filling me in on what happened on pages seven through nine. Full copy. 
Because if I knew what happened on pages 7 through 9, what is she doing then I would probably know what you're talking about as far as, you know, Alice goes. Who is she allied with? Are we still talking about Alice or have we moved on to somebody else? If she... This is what happens when we're both unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If she... We'll say that this conversation is now taking part in a carriage driven by Major. Awesome. Okay. Um, I have... I Like, I will have touched base with Josiah and Anne about, like, maybe let him... Yeah. Anne's not going anywhere anytime soon. She saw one of the guest bedrooms. She's very happy to stick around at the Weston Manor for now. Okay. If she's allied with the outer gods. Okay, well, how many gods are there? Well, it's the elder gods, the outer gods. And... Important question for you. Do you still believe in the Christian god? And if so, has he ever answered a prayer? And if so, how did he answer it? That's an excellent question. Depressing answer. Not what you were hoping for. I mean, not exactly a depressing answer. He's, he didn't say no. True enough. Um, Another question. Do you think any bakeries are open right now? Because I smelled some amazing bread this morning, and I was not able to get any because I had to jump through a window. Well, uh, we have a number of bakeries along the way that we can... <laughs> is Butterfingers in the car with us? Who, 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 are, you, who are you being? He's probably up that with was, Major. That was me attempting to be Major. <laughs> Why on earth would you take him from me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just inserting him for has, a moment. Has, has, uh, we haven't gone to dinner yet. so That's true. <coughs> He's probably just dropping us off. Oh, That's yeah, exactly what's happening. Um, or, or a pub. I just want some... What is Velasti Bishop? <sighs> what a name. The Busty Bishop. All right, well, we'll stop there, and I'll pop in. That's a, yeah, and that's a, that's a quick, that's a quick, uh, that's a very brisk walk back to 17 from the Lusty Bishop anyway. Yeah. Okay, so cool. The Major will leave you, you and Butterfingers, um, there before he goes off to have a, uh, a memorable evening with Anne Pierce. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Which, you know what, we may explore how that goes. Who knows? It's an exciting time here what do you mean Dark What do you mean, who knows? We're totally doing that right now. So, as I take <laughs> Anne by the hand. Um, as the three of you Weird meat pies, fresh loaves, and a couple potatoes in hand. Begin to make your way back to 17. Trying to decipher each other's absolutely inane ramblings. Butterfingers, poor guy, has no clue what's going on. <laughs> Um, Carl, your passive insight would tell you that there have been multiple occasions in this conversation between the two of you that Butterfingers has looked like he wanted to interject to, like, talk to you. But he is 12. He got his crap rocked earlier today, and he's recovering from a concussion as well as a very intensive 
aerobics workout. So, um, it's not that he's content to sit by, but it looks like he knows that this is not the time or the place. As you are approaching 17 Shaftesbury, you see that there is a bailey wagon, a carriage specifically utilized by Scotland Yard to cart away criminals. And in front of this cart, uh, you see Matthews is engaging in a conversation with what looks like to be Lottie at the door. And she has her arms braced up against the door frame and is just shaking her head. And Matthews is not poking her with a with a bat, baton, sorry, baton. <laughs> not baton, baton. Um, instead, he's trying to thrust what appears to be like a package into her hands. And finally, she begrudgingly takes the package and he tips his helmet. He gets in the wagon and <laughs> starts to ride away into the direction of Scotland Yard, away from the three of you. Um, Butterfingers looks up and says, Right, I'll, um, I'll be by in the morning. I'm going to go let old Jack know where I've been. Honestly, it might be time to, uh, might be time to strike out. Me and Spike, I got a lot going on. But, um, I can pay my way out, so. Yeah. If I don't see you, before you leave, best of luck, Jules. Right. And, um, well, depending on how things go tomorrow, we will definitely be pursuing the String King, as promised. And he looks at you and just goes, Good. And he starts to leave, and then he stops. He kind of tilts his head a little bit, and he looks back up at you and he says I'm really happy that you're fine Mr. Patrick and he starts to run off as the two of you approach 17 Shaftesbury you see that Lottie is looking down the road and she sees Butterfingers running down the road, and she follows the gaze, seeing the two of you approach, and she goes, Oh, my words. Sweet heavens above. I was starting to get a mite bit worried. So you got him walking? Where's that particularly large fella? Ah, uh, he had a dinner date. Ah. Lass! I thought for sure he liked them Irish gals. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> well, Mr. Patrick, I have a, um package for you that was left in my care by the oh-so-gentle Officer Matthews. He is a terrible man, ain't he? You said it. That's a bit light. I would describe him a bit more as a beast, but uh, that would be insulting beasts. As she begins to hand you a wrapped package um, which you can open in a moment um, she does turn to you and her eyes get a little 
and nervous. She's dodging around. She goes, um, as for you, Miss Walker, um, there's been a, a, a minor delay with your proceedings on the morrow. What? Why on earth? Well, it appears there was a, a fire and Robinson's dead. What? Inspector Robinson. That was collected from the effects that survived the fire. And Scotland Yard is asking you as impartially as possible to look through it. It was very clearly arson. Where was the fire? His home. But his family? She looks away. Oh, Pat. Jules. They wanted to take you into custody. Yeah, of course they did. Who's in charge? I didn't quite catch his name, but he's another one of the hidden specters. Eugene something or other. Mm. Might have been Eugene. This is the DM. Is a jerk? Yeah, this is the DM forgetting his own. Yeah, it's okay. I think I have it. Would have been the day of October 2nd. Um, I remember meeting him. I didn't like him. He doesn't like you. No. Well, that does not bode well for us. Uh, no, not that. I have it, I'm sure. Okay. Well, we'll find the name when it becomes yeah, just keep going. very pertinent. Um, you are... When you return, you are to be informed that you are under house arrest until further notice. Nigel Edgars. Nigel Edgars. Nigel. Not, I just wrote, not a huge fan of Pat's. Yeah. And Mr. Patrick... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Say that last part again. You're under, uh, you're house, arrest. under house arrest until further notice. I'm sorry to the both of you. I understand that he was afraid. Yes. You are to be debriefed tomorrow, Mr. Patrick. I wasn't the first time I've ever told a lie to a cop, but I'm glad to see that this lie did end up being true. That... The two of you were out and about together, taking care of business. Didn't feel like it would be a good idea to say that your caretaker was indisposed. So. I did have another one at the time, but yeah. I'll, I'll go get the brandy. No. No? No, I don't want to drink. Um... Did they say when my new trial was going to be? Pending this investigation. Great. 
I'm sorry, Maps. Where? She, as she starts to walk away, you just hear her mumble to herself. Those poor babes. Targeted attack on Inspector Robinson right now. Let's see what Scotland Yard has bequeathed us. As you step over the threshold, you're immediately uh, beset upon by Shadow. You go down the stairs um, in your cat. <coughs> Picking up my cat. Giving snuggles to my cat. Starts to like absentmindedly paw at your face a little bit. Mm hmm. Jules feels very defeated and deflated. Um, at the moment, because for five years she's been fairly hopeful that this trial would go well for her. She's been looking forward to this particular date for five years because it was going to be the end of something. Mm -hmm. And now it's been postponed indefinitely. And she's on house arrest to boot. So she's not house arrest to boot. So she's not. Hot rest. Hot rest. Hot rest. It's a hot rest. Okay. Um, so she's not feeling particularly happy uh she's gonna say to she's gonna go into the kitchen and tell lottie that although she doesn't feel like drinking alcohol she does feel very much like eating anything that is sweet and not good for her say not a word <laughs> um she gets uh rice pudding i believe this is jules's very first instance of just straight comfort up stress eating, eating. Yeah. yeah comfort eating yeah um it's the food is not as fancy or as flavorful as when Anne was preparing you fresh Oh, well, desserts. that's probably for the best. <laughs> but, uh, but the, um, the amount and the sweetness is quite good. Um, I am going to draft a letter to Anne. Okay. Because now I know that where she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to send it yet. Gotcha. Carl. As you sit in the study, flipping through the package. Listeners, just so you know, the DM prepared like a full journal of like entries from Robinson. This is quite impression. impressive. It's also a really pretty journal with pretty paper. And I actually set it on fire too. You sure did. I thought that it just came that way. You no. really burnt the edges? I Oh, more than edges. Like, I had to, like, actually put it out a few different times. I admire your style. Thank you. I don't know if that was an advisable course I, of action. I was doing it outside. I wasn't doing it in my house or anything. <laughs> We're going to hit pause for a brief second while Carl and Jules peruse. No. Carl, how long do you spend approximately studying this? Um, I mean, I, I spend 
considerable time going over double checking um, dates and actually cross-referencing them with cases and, and stuff that are referenced in this. Um, and uh, I, I do a little bit of handwriting analysis just to be like, is this really from Robinson? Um, Give me a quick uh, investigation. Or history, your choice. Investigation. Natural 20? Nat 20, that's a uh, 28. Beautiful. What a time for natural mm, We're back, baby! <laughs> um, with a natural 20, this is what you decipher. Every entry in there is Robinson's handwriting. Garbage. However, Robinson has a casual confidence to his musings. Mm -hmm. And that's reflected in his penmanship. While there are moments of stress, like a word every now and then throughout the numerous entries that might have the the nub piercing the page a tight bit, Mm -hmm. that final entry, while in Robinson's hand, he was very stressed. For the entirety of it. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, With that, you may know. But today's the fourth, right? Today is the fourth. We weren't nowhere near any of this. What were we doing on the 30th? Where's my calendar? Can you pass me the, the thing under the tape over there? Do you need me to hit pause again? No. This is more fun. <laughs> um, um, on the 30th... Looking at my calendar... We'll say you guys are going through your murder... On the thir- I don't have anything. It's right before the church picnic. Um, I rig up a shield for my bed against explosives. We interviewed women for the maid position. We, so we hired Lottie that day. Um... We went to the the dolls. We 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 fought the dolls, and then I turned into a doll. And we had to chase okay. we had to chase my body. Um, okay. and then you broke your leg. Um, uh, Inspector Robinson takes us to the Victoria's Hospital. We tell him enough, but not everything. I thank him. We sent word to Lottie that she's hired. We send for Mrs. Britton. Yeah, that's that's what happened on the 30th. Um, I'm when when Jules comes in, I'm, trans, you know, looking back and forth at these uh, events and things, and, and saying. Well, Jules. What? It's a good thing for you, Robinson didn't. Or wouldn't. uh, Testify tomorrow. Why? He did not have the highest opinion of you. What? 
No. She broke his arm. I've always observed this as fire the fire damage. Although this begs the question of what has been performance, what's been real, uh, something to observe. I hope this is not a mask, but we must prepare for the possibility. I'm being followed September 30th. I note it here because the figure is small and feminine. I trust them, but recent events are too odd to ignore. That was the night that you were changed into a doll. And then yesterday, actually, yes, yesterday, a warning. Carl, if you're reading this, I'm sorry we failed. The hands of justice will fall upon her sweet face. Should I not be found, know this, it was Jules. So... It is in his Yester hand. Yesterday. Yes, it is in his hand. This journal is the collection of his observations of you from the case file, his receiving of it. He doesn't have a high opinion of either of us. Um, there was... That's surprising. Yes. Um, I says, mean, I get not having a high opinion of me, I suppose, but of you... Why did he always use you? He does say there is a thirst for justice that reflects his own. So that's the only positive thing he has to say about you in this. Well, perhaps this blade can cut through corruption. That's about you. That you can. There's so much fire damage that. Well, what, what? <laughs> what? I have several witnesses with me all day mm. yesterday. Yes, and Major Armstrong will be able to verify that, and this mania and suspicion that he has. But uh... So I was with Dr. Johansson until Major Armstrong arrived, and then I was with them. On the 30th. All day. And then we stayed the night in... Um, we stayed the night in another town completely. On the 30th, he says, I transcribed this here only as a precaution. I am being followed. And then he thought it might be you. And Which it wasn't mean. We know it wasn't my body. No, it wasn't you. We know it wasn't my body when I was in, no. in the doll because you, you, we chased her. I think he mostly was worried because you had broken... Uh, Jimmy's arm. Jimmy's arm. No, um... There is more to this message, and... What? Just give it to me. Well... His last few entries, he's very stressed. It's strange. As the journal goes on, he grows to have more faith in you, and then in these last couple, he has completely abandoned that, as if the past five years mean nothing. The amount of stress that he's under here. Can I do a... Uh, okay, I'm going to try to do an insight, perceiving the changes in mannerisms of his 
penmanship. Uh, penmanship there. Um, I've noticed something, and I'm pretty sure Carl did too. With a natural 20, most definitely. So, here's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. He's been um, coerced into doing this and is leaving clues in the writing to help us find what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. Because I'm pretty sure that's going on. So that's uh, 22. 22 to, to dive into that With a little bit. With of 20. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I'm so good at this You're game. You're so good at this game! <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good investigator. Um, with a DC of 20, the decipherable pages of the journal, you do see suspicion mm-hmm. in the very beginning, five years ago, of a young woman who was meant for the rope mm-hmm. for her crime, but at your behest, is being given a chance. You see him questioning your decision mm-hmm. to involve her in cases, yep. which, yep. let's be real, makes sense. Makes sense. And you see a growing fondness. Yeah, it does. Much of the journal entries at that point in time are, unfortunately, beyond repair. And in the final couple days, while the entry about about Jimmy's arm is sincerely him, (laughs) with minor concern. I should have a problem. The next couple are... the 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 one about following is... Paranoia. Mm-hmm. There's scritching. The final entry. Yeah. Was written with undue, uncommon stress. Yeah. One might even begin to say. At gunpoint. Duress. Yeah. Yeah. But the words were chosen yeah. very carefully. Yeah, I saw that. Um, looking at the damage of. The diary. Mm-hmm. If I may use this prop, mm-hmm. the pages in the middle are intentionally burned, and the last few and the beginning where suspicion are bookended are left here on purpose. Well done, Mr. Investigator. And. So well, I'm, I'm glad I'm, you're playing this character and not me. So, so I'm going <laughs> to. So I'm saying this all in character, sorry. I should be saying this in character. And I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm going to close it up. Uh, You bastard. (laughs) I'm going to close it up and say... I take it back. What? Robinson would have testified very well in your favor. Whoever, whoever, yeah, whoever, <laughs> I haven't, that's mm-hmm. exactly what's happening here. Jules is going to eat another cookie, whoever, another biscuit, sorry. Whoever it was that forced him to write those last few entries doesn't want to see you set free, set free. In fact, wants to see you hanged for murder. Are you uh, are you tired? Just, just gonna look at, at Pat like you're kidding, right? 
I'm not kidding. No, she's just looking at you like that. She doesn't say it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Um, and uh, gonna be like, you know, cleaning, oiling guns and stuff, and saying, I think the first place we should look is you're not gonna like it, Big Ben. And that is where we will end tonight's session. For those of you who couldn't see, in the journal, certain words oh, were no, chosen you'll, you'll, and you'll, bold to say that. You're going to so, give yeah. us a thorough in-character explanation next time. I just, mm-hmm. that, was, that was too delicious of a cutoff point. Wow, what a great way to come back into this. Uh, I'm so glad I worked on that prop. I'm so glad oh. that I burnt my fingers a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do that dinner scene, though. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to do that dinner scene next Thanks, time. Don't you worry. Uh Thank you for listening. We hope you had a spooky good time. I know I did. I'm Roosevelt. I'm Soren. And I'm Emily Sue. And And we're we're going going to Disneyland. Disneyland!